to the podcast. Happy March. It's me, Amaka. Welcome to the Bibliotherapy for Black Women podcast. I think it's been a while since I've actually said the title, and I feel like I should every so often at least, because we have listeners with every new episode, and I thank you guys for joining me on this journey, and I hope everyone is who is listening is doing well or, you know, is able to draw some inspiration or strength from, you know, what I'm going to share today. And I'm sending positive vibes and love your way as always. So how am I doing? Doing well. I'm recording this on a Sunday evening with the plan to edit and publish on Wednesday, March 1st. And my weekend is going well. Spent some time with some friends this morning. Did some grocery shopping for meal prep. Yesterday, I did some work. In the morning, I have a talk that I am doing tomorrow. And I have, I had some work to do for that. So I will probably give more detail about that after the talk is done. (laughs) But yes, I had some work to do with that. And then I went to the gym. I had a really good workout. I am definitely a Peloton app user. I don't have their equipment when it comes to the bikes or the treads, but Their app has so many amazing workouts. I cannot sing the praises of that Peloton app enough. I think it's definitely worth the monthly or yearly subscription. And their instructors are amazing. I am particularly a frequent user of their walking section. So I do a lot of their treadmill hikes. I am at the point where I can do max incline for maybe a few minutes, which is kind of cool. Depending on the treadmill that you're on, the max incline varies. Some treadmills, I think the max is 12. Some of them is 15. So I'm working on staying at max for, you know, an extended period of time at like between 2.5 and 3 speed, which sounds like it might not be that hard, but hit your treadmill max incline on 3 speed (laughs) for 10 minutes and then get back to me. (laughs) Um, But it's a really, really, really good workout. And I did a 45 minute hike with I'm blanking on the instructor's name and I'm kicking myself right now because her her last 45 minute um, treadmill hike was amazing. So I was getting my whole life in the gym yesterday and felt really good when I was done. And then after that, I came home and then my husband and I went out for dinner. We did just, you know, a low key situation. I had come across this dumpling place when I was out previously and I looked it up and it was well reviewed. So I was like, Hey babe, let's try this place. And he's always down to try good, you know, new food. So we went there and then we got 
some treats after. So it was a good Saturday, productive, you know, got my workout in, got some quality time. And, you know, was able to still do some things today. And now I am sitting here recording this episode and looking forward to, you know, chopping it up and getting it out to you guys. So, yeah, I think that's mostly it for my personal updates. As you can see from the title of this episode, it's going to be more of a personal situation when it comes to the content I'm going to be sharing. No book this time, although we will definitely be getting back to the books. I just thought that it would be good to share as someone who is a huge proponent of therapy, as someone who provides supportive therapy to her clients um, as a nurse practitioner in the psych field, I thought it would be good to share and interesting for others to hear what my personal journey has been when it comes to therapy. Am I in therapy currently? No. Although I actually reached out to my therapist last week and asked her if she had some availability in the next couple of weeks. So I will be resuming therapy next month. And next month will be 10 months since I have had an appointment last, which I'll speak to, you know, in in the episode. So I guess, you know, I kind of want to start from the beginning, you know, ultimately, when I started, it was 2019. You know, one thing that has really helped me and I'm sure plenty other people is just our generation's openness and, you know, refusal to be ashamed when it comes to seeking out help in this way. The demand of therapy has exploded And I think it is ultimately for the better. We need more clinicians in the field to meet the demand. But I think the fact that we have lifted the veil and are not embarrassed about talking about mental health the way, you know, older generations have struggled with it. And, you know, we're just like, my therapist said this, my therapist said that. Like, it's it's very much part of the general conversation amongst us as millennials and Gen Z and Gen X to a degree. Um, and, you know, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I am proud and happy to be amongst those who can provide support in that way. And, um, you know, I have oftentimes reflected on my own journey when it comes to it. Never really took it seriously as an option for myself until I was in nursing school. And I don't think there was anything particularly unique about nursing school that made me decide ultimately to see a therapist. But it just got to a point where I was like, Um, I think this is something that I need to explore. So ultimately, and this is, you know, I'm also going to talk about this too, about how you may not find the right fit for you the first time. So I have not really, you know, gone too deep about when it comes to, I think I've alluded to it, that there have been, you know, strained dynamics with, you know, family members one in particular, 
um, that I have struggled with over the years. So I saw how it was impacting my my relationship, my, which is now my marriage, but past, you know, before we got married, it was, you know, us as uh, boyfriend, girlfriend and partners, long term relationship, I was seeing how the effects of my dynamics with that family member was impacting that relationship. I was seeing how just my perspective and view of the world was impacted by that strained relationship. And I saw how I was dealing with the emotion of jealousy when it comes to seeing others who had stable dynamics, you know, myself and then that person in their life who I had a strained relationship with. So, you know, not everyone can say that they have been jealous of someone. It's very, I, I wouldn't say it's welcomed, you know, um, to be jealous. You, people don't like to admit that they're jealous of a person about what they have. For me, it wasn't anything material. It was kind of having a hole, feeling like I had a hole, feeling like there was something missing, and then seeing other people have what I wish I had um, when it came to like a stable, loving dynamic with that person in my life that they had in their lives. So a combination of all those things I just mentioned ultimately landed me um, in therapy. And I started, I guess, early 2019. I got kind of like a list of therapists of color and I started I reached out to a few and I ended up starting to see one therapist and I saw her for a few times I think maybe we had three or four sessions and the first session was okay it didn't go you know bad particularly I remember kind of just starting to give her my history and, you know, just kind of talk about what's going on with me. And I do remember that she did a lot of talking too. And I was like, is this normal? You know, I'm sure therapists have their different approaches when it comes to the work. But I left a few sessions thinking that she almost talked more than I did. Whereas I feel like with that being my hour, my time, like I'm supposed to be the one doing most of the talking. And I even like asked my old roommate, like, hey, this is how it, this is going. Like, what do you think? And she was a little unsure too. She was like, you know, that's your time. Aren't you supposed to be doing most of the talking? I was like, that's kind of what I think, but I don't know. This is my first, you know, situation when it comes to therapy, but I didn't want to give up on it. So I kept going, but you know, that uncertainty didn't go away because I would be in the session and, you know, she would interject with her thoughts, but it got to the point where I would lose my train of thought. And, you know, that didn't add to the fruitfulness or the substance of the therapy session. Like if I'm cons consistently losing my train of thought, like how am I able to process and move forward and progress in the work? So, you know, ultimately, what made me decide that I wasn't going to continue 
my sessions with the first therapist was I had come to a session. This was 2019. So a lot of work was still very much in person. I had driven to a session in between classes, or maybe I had a class after the session. And she was not there. And she was about 20 minutes late to the session and did not let me know that she was going to be late. So I was waiting in the waiting room and I had reached out to her. I think I sent her a text and I hadn't heard back for a little while. And then maybe like 10 or so minutes later, she was like, I'm so sorry. I had to, you know, step out. I'm on my way back. And then she eventually came back. I was already in a little bit of a negative mental space because, you know, I am on a schedule, I have class, I'm in school. And, you know, things happen, unexpected things happen. But at least let me know, like, it's not like she didn't have her phone with her. Like, I wish she could have just sent me a quick text. Hey, I'm sorry, I had to step out. I'm gonna be late. Can we rectify this in some way? But um, the lack of communication in that regard, on top of my uncertainties already, about our relationship as provider, as therapist and client. Ultimately, I went through this with the session that day. But and I'm not proud of this. <laughs> but I'm sure I'm not the only I'm sure I'm not the first person nor only person nor last person to do this. But she was like, Okay, so you know, when do you want to see me again? So I scheduled, but I knew I wasn't going to see her again, I scheduled with the intent of canceling. So I scheduled a time. And I um, eventually, I think, a week before I was supposed to go back for the next session, I told her that I wouldn't be able to make it. So that was ultimately how that first experience with therapy ended. I wouldn't say she was a bad therapist by no means, but I think her technique or approach or how she, you know, dealt with clients wasn't a right fit for me. And I really didn't feel like I was getting, I I didn't think I was getting from it what I should have in terms of, you know, outcomes and Although it was still early, it was just three or four sessions. But that lateness thing and the lack of communication really left a bitter taste in my mouth. And the fact that I was already struggling with, you know, communicating and talking during the session and, you know, her talking a lot too, and then losing my train of thought, I was like, you know what, I think I'm gonna just try someone new. And that's okay. That's okay. So I took a break. I took a break from, you know, the therapy thing for a couple months. And then I went back to that list that was shared of therapists of color. And I reached out to another one. And that's ultimately who I still see today. So, you know, like I said before, the first person may not be the right fit. I have heard the saying that therapy is like dating. And I think that is an apt analogy because you're not going to always find the right person the first time. And just because you don't doesn't necessarily mean therapy is not for you or you're not cut out for it. Um, It just means that maybe the approach or technique 
of that particular therapist does not fit what you need or maybe the vibe is just not there. Like you need to be able to get along with your therapist. You need to be able to, I think, like your therapist to a degree, because if you don't get along with them, if you don't like them, how are you going to feel safe? How are you going to open up? You know, how are you going to receive the information that they want to share with you so that you become a better person? That's not always going to happen with the first attempt. So I say that to say, please don't be discouraged if your first stint with therapy does not work out. It doesn't mean anything negative towards you or the therapist. It just might mean that the first try wasn't the right one. So take some time if you need to, like I did with the first one, but get back out there, get back out there, try and find the person who is right for you. So like I said, I took maybe a couple months and just kind of chilled on the therapy thing. And then I started again. I reached out to who I now consider my therapist, even though it's been a little while. So we started seeing each other, I would say fall 2019. I I saw the first therapist earlier in the year, I would say spring And I feel like I took kind of the summer off on finding a therapist. And then in the fall with the new semester, I was like, okay, I want to try this again. So I looked at the list, looked her up. And then fall, maybe October, I remember the days were starting to get shorter. So it was definitely like fall time. I had reached out to her and we had our first session and I just connected with her. I remember telling her the jealousy thing about having those feelings towards other folks in my life who I saw the relationship that they had with that family member, their dynamic being stable and loving. And I didn't have that with that person in my life. And she was like, First of all, I commend you with being able to say that you were jealous in this way because a lot of people have a hard time admitting that. And I think that also speaks to what I said before, like it's hard to admit you're jealous of somebody, you know, Um, we don't like to admit that we don't like to be open about that. But one thing I appreciate about myself over like through my 20s and to present day is that I've got to the point where I'm like, I'm doing myself a disservice if I lied to myself. Why am I lying to myself? You know, it's me. There's literally nobody else. (laughs) It's truly, it's just me here. Like, I'm not going to um, suffer any shame from anyone else. It's just me. Like, if I'm not truthful with myself, then like what what where where do I go from there you know how do you grow how do you mature I don't know what I don't remember when I got to this particular realization but I'm glad I did so with a lot of things in life now I would say pretty much I don't want to say everything but I'm hard pressed to think about something right now that I'm just not being honest with myself about so yeah, at that point, I just, I just said it because and she's my therapist too. like, who who cares, I'm going to be open if I'm not open with her, how will I become better? So I just told her straight up. And she was like, I commend you for just admitting that 
because there have been people sitting where you're sitting who I'm trying to kind of have them get to this realization and they just don't want to admit it to themselves that they are experiencing jealousy. So we, you know, we're able to kind of move on, move forward from that point because I was able to be honest with myself with her and with her in that moment and kind of unpack that and, you know, figure out why, figure out how can I, what can I learn from this? How can I move forward? What tools do I need to work through it ultimately? And one thing I really appreciated about this therapist is, you know, I was talking, 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 and then she asked me a question. She, she rarely, (laughs) so this therapist who I now consider my therapist versus the first one, I would say their techniques are night and day because she rarely, she, she doesn't talk unless I'm like, can you tell me what you think? She'll be like, okay, (laughs) I will do most of the talking, um, to start. And then, um, she, if I, if she asks me a question and then I answer, and then I'm like, oh God, what was I saying before? She will recount everything that I've said and bring me back to where I stopped. So I really appreciated that about her. I think she did that in the first or second session. I was like, okay, I really appreciate you for this. And then, you know, her acknowledging where I was in terms of my emotional state with the jealousy and things like that. I was like, okay, I think this is going to work. Um, she gave me homework to do. She didn't put pressure on me when it came to a timeline, but she really encouraged me to complete that homework as part of, you know, the journey towards healing ultimately. And I don't remember when I finished that homework, but I did it. It was like the end of the day to the point where, you know, I was probably just in my bed chilling on my phone or the computer or whatever. And then I kind of shot out, shot up um, in the bed and I got my iPad and I just started writing with my Apple pencil. I wrote because she told me to write a letter to that person about just everything. And she was like, you don't even have to send it to them. This is for you. You can decide to send it to them. You can decide not to. You can decide after you write it to delete it or whatever. And I still have that letter. I don't quite remember where in my iPad I stored it, but I still have it. And I could probably dig it up if I tried hard enough. Um, And yeah, I shot out of bed. It was maybe 11 at night and I just poured my heart out in that letter and it was maybe like 10 or 11 pages on the iPad. Um, and I felt a lot better after I was done writing it. So I really appreciate, I just appreciated her approach with me. It had been really early. We were just a few sessions in, but I had already gained so much. So yeah, I have been seeing her off and on. I saw her off and on through nursing school, Um, We were having more regular sessions. And then as time went on, we went from like biweekly to like monthly to like as needed. So with the transition to New York last year, I started seeing her again, especially when things were particularly difficult for me those first few months. But um, 
it got to a point where, you know, we were kind of on an as needed basis, but it was more regular earlier in the year last year. Um, Things started to get a little bit better, more stable. Um, I hadn't really seen her through the summer and then the year kind of ended and now we're in 2023. So I just, I kind of, even with everything that's, you know, I got, I went through last year, though, I feel like I haven't gotten to the nitty gritty. I talked, definitely talked about quitting my old job and everything and how I really struggled with that and how it was impacting me. That was definitely something we spoke about. But I feel like there's a lot of things, there's a lot of things that I t- anticipate happening in terms of transitions and changes this year too. Not necessarily bad, but I just want someone who I can just talk to about things I anticipate and as they happen or don't happen, I want to be able to process them. So that's partially why I reached out to her again. So as you can see, my journey with therapy so far has been touch and go like the first therapist, it didn't work out after a few sessions, I decided this wasn't it for me. I'm not proud on how I ended the therapeutic relationship with her, but I'm sure I'm not the first person to do that. And you know, I was new to the whole thing. I didn't know how to tell her, listen, this is not working for me. So yeah, not proud of it, but it's real. And I want to be completely transparent on how I handled that. Um, You know, and I took a break from it. I needed some time And then I embarked on, you know, finding someone new again in the fall and it worked out. So she, even though I haven't been seeing her consistently since 2019, my my current therapist, who I consider my therapist, the support that she has given me and the work that she had tasked me to do, I think really helped with getting me to where I am now. I'm very much someone who, not so much anymore. I still struggle with it though. I still struggle with it, but more so in the past, I would catastrophize. I would think about what the worst possible case scenario could be of this situation. And why would I do that? Because I wanted to feel safe in knowing that I have prepared for the worst possible outcome. And I think obviously, not obviously, but It's obvious to me now that I was doing that because to a certain extent, the worst possible thing happened to me when my like familial dynamic was strained and was frayed and I wasn't able to depend on family for a long time in the way that you hope to depend on family. So in my mind, my family kind of blew up in that way, which for a lot of people is the worst case scenario. And then you're just kind of like amidst the debris and all the pieces that was your life and you are completely unprepared and you don't know what to do and you are now thrown into survival mode and you're in constant fight or flight and you just want to protect yourself. So I was in that space for a very long time. I did not want to be caught in a place where I was unprepared for what could be another worst case scenario. So she helped me kind of pull myself out of that place and be like, girl, you were here for a time and a reason. You know, you were 
catastrophizing you were thinking worst case scenario because ultimately in your in your life the worst thing happened to you and you felt like you did not see it coming but you're not there anymore and you don't have to operate from that space anymore the change obviously was not overnight it is gradual it is a rewiring of your brain i think the writing of my emotions and my feelings and writing the letter to that person and letting kind of time go as I was working with her and she was supporting me with her, you know, expertise in in what she thought I needed to know. I am definitely in a better place now. And that might mean that I don't see her as often. You know, like I said, my last session with her was last May because of the transition from going from Connecticut to New York and then just new environment in terms of living space. And I just needed to talk to her more frequently. But as things kind of stabilized, I felt more in control and I felt more at ease, less anxious. Not saying that I'm starting to feel more anxious now, but I don't know. I just have had it on my mind for a little while to just start therapy again. Maybe I don't completely know the reason why. Maybe the reason why will be clearer to me down the line. But I just kind of want to honor that desire. And she's a great therapist. I'm really glad that I did not give up on trying to find someone new. Because I really appreciate, I really appreciate the insights that she shares with me on life, on my life, on why I might do certain things. Um on, you know, just how to see things differently, how to reframe, you know, and, and another thing too, the role a therapist can serve in their capacity as a cheerleader, you know, because a lot of times I'm, I don't think I'm the only person who struggles with this too. A lot of times we're just hitting milestone after milestone after milestone, you know, we're accomplishing so many things. And we don't even think to stop and celebrate ourselves. We just kind of like are, okay, I checked this off. I did this. I did that. And we're just going, going, going. And sometimes when you're talking about this stuff with your therapist and they're like, whoa, 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 like pump your brakes. Like you have accomplished so much. Like they will make you stop. They will force you to take a second and really acknowledge everything that you have done. So I have done that for clients and that has been done for me. And I think that it is helpful and it is encouraging to have someone cheer you on sometimes when you don't know that you need it. So, yeah, I mean, I can sing the praises of being, you know, in therapy and the fact that also to people's relationship with therapy is different. As you can see, I'm not the type of person who is seeing a therapist weekly. Everyone is different when it comes to their needs. Some people like seeing a therapist weekly. Some people see 
therapists monthly. Some people see them biweekly. Some people see them as needed. And then sometimes you can see one therapist in those different frequencies. A lot of times people are seeing therapists for the first time within a crisis. So they see them and then they build that rapport and then they start to, you know, kind of form that relationship over time. And then they get to a point where, you know, maybe weekly is not necessarily needed. And then you go to biweekly and then you go to monthly and then you go to as needed. I just want people out there to know that there is no shame in seeking therapy. There's no shame in seeing a counselor. They are great when it comes to like I said, being a cheerleader, equipping us with tools to get through this thing called life. Because sometimes I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I need, I need help. You know, I need a way to get out of my head. I need someone to tell me this in a different way. I need a different perspective. And it's, it's not the same as going to church. It's not the same as seeing a pastor. It's different. Like they are trained to help you in this way. And it's invaluable. It's invaluable. I feel like everyone, I feel like everyone can benefit from therapy in different ways. Like I said, frequency might be different for everyone, but everyone can benefit in one way or another. And I think it's a tool to have when it comes to regular mental hygiene. You know, we have physical hygiene. We shower, we brush our teeth, we floss, we comb our hair, we wash our hair, we moisturize, we have our physical hygiene routines. But mental hygiene routines are not really something that is solidified or crystallized the way physical hygiene routines are. And I think that's something that needs to be like that. It needs to be something that's a staple, you know, meditating regularly, writing regularly, journaling, just getting your emotions out and processed in a way that is healthy and that is consistent on a regular basis. And that can very well include therapy. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's it in terms of my personal journey with therapy. I think I'm not quite sure how frequent I'll be seeing my therapist again this time around. I want to do, I'm coming into this new time of restarting therapy, wanting to have it be more regular, even if it's a monthly appointment. I don't think I want to really do as needed anymore. I think just for myself, it's good just to know that I have an appointment on the calendar, I have a really good therapist. Um, and why not make use of those tools? You know, I don't know everything. And it's always good to process with someone who has the ability to appropriately process life with you. So that's really it. You know, I just wanted to share that with you guys. I hope you know, you drew something positive from me sharing this. And if you are out there considering therapy, if you have, you know, tried it in the past, but maybe the first or second therapist wasn't a right fit, I'm really encouraging you to try again. Try again. You never know. 
And there is a therapist out there who is a good fit for you. It's just a matter of like kissing the frogs before you find the prince or whatever that saying is, you know, don't give up. Don't give up ultimately is what I'm trying to say. Don't give up. So yeah, that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. As always, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. If this episode or past episodes have positively impacted you, please rate and review the podcast. Please reach out to me if you have any comments that you want to share with me, any thoughts or feelings. If you have any questions, any life situations that you want my two cents on, hit me up, email me btbwpodcast at gmail.com or DM me at my Instagram handles in the description below. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening. Love you all so much. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.